Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Hey guys, this is JD with Southeastern Bow Hunter Podcast. Just want to let you know I can save you a little bit of money if you go onto nosedownsense.com and type in the promo code SEBH15, Southeastern Bow Hunter 15, SEBH15. That'll get you 15% off on all the products they have across the whole site. Now go make sure you check them out. Amazing products, great cover sense, and great application sense for those big old scripts you're trying to work on. Also, after you get that game, you can go ahead and season it up with some of their seasonings and dry rubs they have. Go give them a check. Hey guys, it's JD with Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. You ever get bored like I do in the middle of the night watching YouTube, trying to figure out which broadhead flies the best, which one penetrates the best? different arrows, different bows, different bow speeds, all that kind of stuff, go check out Chest Stump Outdoors. Not only do they have some good hunting footage, he also does amazing broadhead reviews and arrow reviews and bow reviews and stuff like that. He goes to all the different trade shows and tests out all the bows right there on camera. He also does the Mountain Archery Fest. So give him a check. That's again, Chest Thumper Outdoors. Go give him a good listen. Go watch his videos. Some amazing content. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 57 of Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast. Um, This episode, man, look, a lot of people... You know, have been asking me about, you know, why JD decided to leave, or not really leave, but stop co-hosting, and people thought that there were some issues between us, and I just wanted to do this with him, you know, basically to catch up on our seasons and talk about the new setups uh, that we're going to be running uh, for 2024, what's coming for 2024. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing, especially JD. He's got he's got a huge huge schedule now, uh, which is awesome. Um, and you know, it's just, it's just a good old two buddies hanging out and talking hunting. So this episode, um, you know, it's more of a kind of just simple, you know, we're not going to be dropping any crazy knowledge. We're not going to be talking with any, you know, big guests or anything. I do have a big episode coming, um, after this one. So you guys are really going to enjoy that. I'm very excited. I'm not going to say who it is yet, but the next few weeks are going to be really good. We've got some really good guest lines up, lined up. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, you know, we talk about broadheads, our arrow setups, um, some hunting strategies that, you know, we've been using and kind of how we plan to cap off our season and then what the 2024 season, you know, off season is going to look like. Um, so before we dive in, <coughs> sorry, still fighting a cough, y'all. It's, it's, I don't know what's going on. But anyway, before we get started with that, uh, we got to get to our, you know, everybody that helps make this podcast go. Um, first and foremost, VPA, man, they they spoil us like crazy. And, you know, they honestly are probably one of the best companies that we work with. You know, we talk with Ryan and them all the time. Um, 
I try to. I try to. I know JD does, but I'm my my life has been super busy lately. So I I need to reach out to Ryan, check on everything, see how they're doing. Um, but yeah, man, I love VPA. They make a, every kind of broadhead, every kind of fixed blade broadhead that you would want. You know, solid three blade, vented three blade, solid two blade, vented two blade, single bevel, double bevel, left and right. And they, a lot of their broadheads range from 100 grains all the way up to two, I think 200 or 300 grains. Um, so, you know, if you're like me and you want something that is extremely reliable, both me and JD, you know, rely on these broadheads um, above everything else. And, you know, we have been using the 125 grain Omegas. And I shot my new setup last night with the Omegas. And, dude, unreal unreal how good that flew um hopefully gonna put curly down uh at the time of recording this intro it is friday the 8th and i will be hunting saturday going after curly this you know big eight point with kind of swooping beams that i've got on camera i'll be hunting him tomorrow uh so who knows you know maybe if i kill him you know pay attention to the to our social medias because it will be on there um but vpa you know i hope to send an omega through him and we'll see what happens. So if you guys are interested in checking out VPA and you want to grab a couple broadhead sets for yourself, um, at checkout, use our promo code that they were so gracious enough to give us. It is SEBH10, saves you 10% site-wide. Uh, they have more than just broadheads. They have a new, I guess a new section of the company called VPA Armory or VP Armory, Vantage Point Armory. Um, that is everything guns they've got a lot of cool products coming out with that they also have a machine shop ryan's gonna kill me i cannot remember the name right now but uh, they've got a lot of stuff going on man and there's a lot of things happening for 2024 with those guys um, but use that promo code sebh10 saves you 10 percent and believe me you will not be disappointed and i don't think you're ever gonna switch broadhead brands after you've shot a vpa broadhead uh next up osseo gear Man, you know, the late season stuff is really good at keeping you warm. They have more than just jackets and pants like every other company. Um, they have shirts, they have hats, they have beanies, they have bibs, they have gloves. They've got base layers that I freaking love. Um, you know, they're just a really good brand and Joe's a really good dude. Uh, so go over to that website. If you are getting cold in the tree stand, it's definitely getting colder now. Um, pick up some base layers, pick up some late season stuff. Hell, you could pick up some early season stuff for next year. Um, use our promo code SBH10. Again, that saves you 10% site-wide. And believe me, you will not be disappointed. Uh, next up is going to be Summit Tree Stands. Uh, you know, I was talking with Jake the other day, and he is going to be coming on probably end of January, maybe early February after ATA. Uh, there's some stuff they're working on that he wouldn't even tell me, so that got me really excited. Uh, I cannot wait to see what's coming down the pipeline from those guys. Uh, super great company awesome people you know and i wouldn't be telling you this if i didn't believe it so if you want to go get a new tree stand or maybe you need some accessories or some footsteps or you know bow holders or gun holders for those gun hunters um go to their website check out their products find what you want and then at checkout use our promo code the it is sebh15 <coughs> sorry sebh15 it'll save you 15 percent site-wide and look, man, I've been using a summit since I started hunting. Okay. It's the only tree stand I've ever used. And I, I have 
tested out others, you know, that buddies of mine have had, and they just don't compare. Summit is just, in my opinion, the top of the game, dude. Now, I am a huge fan of climbers, so that's kind of all I've ever used. Um, I haven't used <clears throat> hang-ons or anything like that yet. Um, but even then, Summit's got hang-ons, and I'm 100% sure that they're great. I may even pick one up this year. Who knows? Uh, so go check them out. S-E-B-H-15. That's 15% off everything site-wide. Uh, last but not least, going to be Scout Tech. Dude, we even say this in the episode, that there's some stuff that Ryan has been telling us that we are dying to tell you guys. Uh, once we're able to, you're going to hear it every episode. And you're going to want to check it out because there is a lot of cool things coming down the pipeline with them. Um, they're just they're just awesome guys, man. Like, honestly, I, I am so thankful that, you know, God was able to link us up with Ryan and that we were able to work some stuff out and be, just become buddies, man. Like, we talk like I've known the guys for years. I've only known them since, you know, since August. Um, but they're awesome people, and I think they're going to be a part of this podcast for a long time to come. So that's everybody, um, except, you know, the most important one, Jesus Christ. Got to thank him um, for everything he's done, you know, and I, you know, you don't have to, if, if you don't want to listen to this part of the intro, I would hate for you to skip it, but if you want to skip it, you can. I, I just, I just want everybody to know, you know, who he is and know that regardless of what you're going through, he, he is there for you. All right. And all you got to do is pray. Just talk to him. And if you haven't accepted him yet, think about it. Read some scriptures. Read read about him. Get to know him. It Believe me, it, it's the best thing that you could ever do. Um, so got to give props to my main man upstairs um, for making, making all this possible. So anyway, got all of that out of the way. Like I said, this episode is just me and JD cutting up, uh, talking about our seasons, trying to figure out, you know, what we're doing wrong and, you know, what we're hopeful for. And then talking about the 2024 off season. Um, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that we are going to be doing. Uh, my wife's probably going to hate it, but you know, it is what it is. So anyway, let's get into it with Mr. JD Cobb and talk about a new thing he started called Southeastern Bowhunter TV. All right, guys, we got the man, the myth, the legend, the Cobb County killer, Mr. I like to shoot two does a day and not kill anything for a month, Mr. J.D. Hey, Cobb. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, for those who, I guess, didn't listen to the episode um, for whatever reason, J.D. no longer co-hosts. There is a good reason behind it. It's no drama. It's, it's nothing. You know, I still talk to him pretty much every day. Uh, my wife still looks at me weird every time he calls and tells me to go talk to my boyfriend. So there's that. Um, yep. so yeah, we're no, still good buddies. I, I share deer photos with him. He sends me photos of his deer and you know, it's, it's just things, things change sometimes. He's still part of the Southeastern bow hunter family though. So yep. why don't you, you know, just to sort of kick it off, dude, we just talked about this, but why don't you kind of give the people listening the the full rundown of why you decided to stop co-hosting and go a different route and give the people what they want exactly um so like eric said absolutely nothing against him being me and him still you know vibe every single day um it's honestly 
to be honest with you guys and the other listeners, I don't listen to podcasts. Um, I get extremely bored. My ADHD and ADD kick in and I just can't do it. Um, if I do listen to one, it's maybe five minutes of one and it may be another month or two months before I listen to another one. I just, I don't have the attention span for it. Um, as far as for, as far as the talking standpoint, y'all know I love to talk. Um, I want to talk to, I want to talk to Eric Morton. He's allowed to talk. So, hey, but, uh, <laughs> it's family time. From that, um, no, it was just, I'm more physical and more, uh, video and watching like i can watch a podcast like josh jones you know and tim connor you know they do the the fire uh by the fire podcast and but they do it on video and i could watch i've watched every single episode of that all the way from you know zero to an hour and a half you know on each episode uh so i'm more of a visual guy and physical um we live in two different areas of the state and it's a lot harder for us to do anything video wise um, besides these. Um, but I still want more of a personal level one-on-one -on -one with somebody like side by side kind of concept. But we, like I said, we don't live in an area to be able to do that. So with that being said, I decided to take a step back from the co-host side of the podcast. I'm still with Southeastern Bubbler podcast as Eric was saying earlier. But I'm doing more of the visual side of it, more than videoing, different reviews, broadhead reviews, arrow reviews, bow reviews, um, and um, pretty much working. I'm starting to work with a couple of different broadhead companies. Um, Y'all know we, we both have been working with BPA, and they've sent me a lot of stuff to test out, um, way more than I even asked for. <laughs> so I've got a lot of videos to do. It's been cold. I've been working till dark, so I haven't been putting anything out. I've gotten two out so far, but I just haven't had time to work on anything else. Um, so as far as that goes, uh, we've got, I'm not sure if Eric is going to be competing in it, but if y'all want to come out and join me, I will be at, I'm going to try this year and be at every single one of the ASA national events. Um, Foley, uh, Coleman, Alabama, Foley, Alabama, um, Illinois, Kentucky. I'm going to try and be at every single one of those. Um, do my best on that. So if y'all want to come hang out with Southeast Bowhunter Podcast, you're still hanging out with me and Eric both, even though it's probably just going to be me. Eric still hadn't made his mind up on that yet. Um, I will be at a lot of the local events as well, uh, videoing, um, doing all that kind of stuff. I will be at MAP this year, Mountain Archer Fest, and, and, uh, uh, Rome, Georgia, uh, April 16th through the 19th. So I'll be there on that one as well. Um, and real quick, Toys for Tots is actually doing a, I know it's a holiday season, so I figured I'd throw this out there. Toys for Tots, uh, December 16th is doing a archery shoot at the Kennesaw Archery Center. Um, you bring, and you don't have to pay anything. Uh, if you just bring a child's gift unwrapped, um, you get to oh, shoot, wow. shoot the course for free. Um, so it's going to be a good get together and for a good cause. Um, I've had some, someone ask me already about the event, you know, if you're going to win anything and stuff like that. I like, no, it, it, it's for the kids. You're going there and you, you, you as an adult get to have fun and you get bring your kids, they get to have fun, but it's giving back to the community, giving back, you know, something that I think we all need to start doing a little bit more of. Yeah. Um, more giving. That's just, 
yeah but but in a nutshell it's just i'm just more focusing on the video side of it the social media side the facebook instagram tiktok you know and youtube and putting out videos and stuff like that it's nothing to do with eric nothing to do with the podcast nothing to do with southeastern bow hunter podcast itself uh as a company it's just i'm still here we are still working together on this we are both still growing this as much as we possibly can I just don't have the attention span for listening to podcasts. So I didn't feel it was fair to me or to y'all for me to be co-hosting something that I honestly don't even do or listen to. Um, I do listen to hours, of course, um, because 90% of the time back in the past, I was on them while I was talking. <laughs> so I do get to listen to hours, um, but it's just, it was just didn't seem fair to y'all for me to be here uh, as a co-host. So, but I am still here. And we'll move on from that. There you go. Heard it from the horse's mouth. And you mentioned math. Um, I am planning on being at that for sure. Uh, I will probably try to be at the ASA event in Kennesaw. So I probably am going to renew just for that. Um, you know, that right. way we can at least go, <clears throat> at least go to the state shoot if we decide to. Because I remember last year we were going to, and then we both just were like, yeah, yeah. Last year we both actually uh, we went to the state qualifier. We both made the cut, and we both made it, you know, to state. But we had something else come. I think I, I think I was on vacation, um, that came up or something like that, and it was just, um, just didn't you know fall in park as far yeah. as being able to get to it. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, and that's the thing too, man. Is like when you called me that, oh God, it had to have been like a month ago now, and you were like, hey, we need to talk about something. I, I was like did I say something? Did I do something that pissed you off? Like what happened? And you explained everything to me and you know, I'm, I've never been one to force anybody to do something I don't want to do, you know? And then you mentioned to me about like doing the video side and you've been killing it. I mean, you know, when you, when we got with VPA and you know, you started talking with Ryan about doing the broadhead test that I thought was a really good idea because people love watching broadhead tests. You're showing that they're literally one of, if not the best broadhead company out there when it comes to single bevels and solid, you know, blade broadheads and even vented. They have vented. They have three blade, two blade, single, double. I mean, just everything. And they, you know, they have over 72 different broadheads. Yeah. And dude, I was on their website the other day, just looking around and it would have been hard. I mean, granted, I know you know, what those broadheads will do and what they're for and my setup and all that stuff, which we'll get into, but it's hard for people when they see that many to make a decision. Cause they're like, Oh, well, what about this? What about that? So you putting those videos out, I mean, it, it's going to help a lot of people. And oh yeah, and, and the thing is about the videos too, is, I'm, you know, I thought about just doing, and I was talking to Ryan about it and I talked with you about it as well. You know, I thought about just doing one long three, four hour long video on every single broadhead that they sent me. And it just people, 90% of the people that I know at least are like me. They don't have the attention span to sit there and watch a three hour video. Yeah. Um, even if they are, span, even if they are like, visual like me, they, they will not watch that long of a video. It's just, oh, not yeah. gonna happen. I mean, I dude, so, I'll tell you right now, there's some podcasts that I listen to that I won't listen to on my phone, just driving along. I mean, I'll go on YouTube. Like you were saying, Josh and uh, Tim, I listen to every single episode they put out. I don't watch them because it's just them sitting by a fire. But <clears throat> when it comes down to like 
them doing bow reviews, you know, which we're going to get into that too. Cause you and I have both shot new bows for 2024 and yep. I'm pretty sure people are going to want to listen to uh, our opinions on those, but um, stuff like that. I listen to video podcasts, unless it's like one of the ones, you know, like I watched a Ron Polabuck video podcast the other day. The only reason mm -hmm. I watched it is because I stumbled across it on YouTube and they were showing photos and stuff like that, that I've never seen and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. I will sit there for two hours, man. Like I've been the past, and this has nothing to do with hunting, but the past couple of days, you know, I've been doing a deep dive just out of randomness down this whole P Diddy thing that's going on. I stumbled across it on YouTube and I've literally been watching. I know so many things that this dude did and it, it's crazy. So like stuff like that, yeah, I a hundred percent can see someone watching a two hour long video, but just seeing yeah. two talking heads or three talking heads in, in two different or three different rooms, you know, like, right. Why watch that? Right. So, and, and so, so that's what I've been doing with this, with this video is I decided, you know, like I, I was talking about doing a three, four hour long video, but then I decided, or actually you helped me make that decision. Um, <laughs> break it down. Um, what I'm going to do is I, I'm y'all probably seen two of them already. Uh, I've got one that's just an unboxing review on all the heads that they sent. Uh, I made it quick, short, simple, and sweet. And then I did another one. Just uh, I just picked a random head, had no bias against it. You know, which head I started with first in the video. This is no order at all. And which head was that? But I just picked, I picked up the, it was the solid inch and a quarter. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. It was the solid inch and an eighth th three blade. Okay. That, I'm interested in that one. I'm very interested in that one. So, but what I ended up doing or deciding on uh, was doing a short little short sweet video on each broadhead. Um, uh, on the sharpening side of each head, like how to sharpen them, because every single one of them is going to be different with the exception of your three blades. Those are all going to be the same. So I cut that. I cut four of the heads right out of the, you know, sharpening video just in one because they're all the exact same sharpening sequence. Um. The next one I'm going to be doing a sharpening video on is going to be the, you know, the Omega. And then I'm going to do one on the uh, the one that they nicknamed the Penetrator, uh, which is the double beveled two blade. Mm. Uh, there's not, not a single bevel. It's just a two blade vented double bevel uh, head. But they nicknamed that one online on their website as the Penetrator. Um, so I'm going to do a sharpening video on that one. I'm going to do sharpening videos on the, uh, the original, the OG uh, Premium S7. Uh, that single bevel. I'm gonna do a sharpening video on that one. Love that and then one. The uh, the small game head that they sent me actually worked phenomenally on a little squirrel. Um, <laughs> I, I got pissed off. I was watching the same squirrel for the past two hours at the stand at the feeder, and I'm like, I'm just done. <laughs> so when when was swirling all the way around, and I knew there was no deer that were gonna come in, and I just my, it was just it was going from. Uh, you know, like north, south, and then it switched go, going back uh, southwest, and it was just swirling all over the place. So I said, you know what? Screw this. I've been here for three hours. Screw it. I've been watching this squirrel for two. I'm going to go ahead and shoot a damn squirrel. So the small game head works phenomenally. Uh, I don't really know how to do a review on that one just yet. Probably I will, but I just don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm sure we can figure it out. But the other one, the last one um, is going to be the, what is it? It's the turkey spur. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do that broadhead. It's wicked looking. So I can't wait to show you all that. 
but I decided to break them down in like a sharpening sequence of each video or of each broadhead. And then I'm going to do like a test flight of each one, a tune, a tunability, how easy is it or hard is it to tune? And then I'm actually going to set up another camera that I got, um, you know, halfway between me and the target. I'm going to sit, I'm going to set back at like 40 and set my camera at 20 and I'm going to do a sound difference. Um, to, uh, I don't have any crazy expensive microphones, but I'm just going to see if the naked ear and naked phone can pick up a sound difference between a solid and a vented, especially on a fixed blades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen videos like that before where they kind of do something similar. Um, mm -hmm. and I know you hate when I say that, but I mean, everything oh, it's, it's been done has been done, you know? So yeah, exactly. It's already been done by everybody else. Yeah. And that's another thing I was talking with Ryan about <laughs> too, is like, look, I just don't want to go get into this stuff. Just, you know, like everybody else has already done it. And he brought up a good point. He's like, well, talk about that. He's like, mm -hmm. talk about the fact that everybody else has done it, but this is VPA and this is how you do it with a VPA. And yeah, you can go watch, you know, a million other videos, but guess what? Here's mine. I don't really care if you watch them or not, but here's my take on it. Yeah. And so he told me to, you know, he advised me to, you know, have fun with it. So that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing, man. Like when I was talking to, um, God, who was I talking to? I think actually it was when you and me were talking with um, Mike when we had the crossover episode and he was asking us like, you know, why we did this and stuff. And it just, it's just fun, dude. I mean, we get to meet a lot of cool people, you know, become friends with people in the industry. Um, and it's just, it's just fun. So when you told me that you wanted to do this, I was hundred percent behind it because now I have more stuff to watch on YouTube. Um, plus broadhead videos, just, just to kind of focus in on that. That's literally my favorite video to watch when it comes down to like, gear aside from new bows um it's just broadhead test because you know me I'll, i used to switch all the time between broadheads and now that we're with vpa and i know that we have something that's reliable maybe it's not going to be the you know two inch hole that everybody wants but that deer is also not going to go more than 30 yards if you make a good shot so i don't know i feel pretty confident about you know our partnership with them and being you know they always respond <laughs> Damn, they always respond to us. Um, they always help us out. They spoil the crap out of us, dude. Honestly, oh, yeah. <laughs> I love oh, yeah, they do. Um, they really we, need do. To get, we need to get them back on soon, just because yeah. I miss them. I, I haven't yeah. heard, or I haven't been able to talk to Ryan in a couple of weeks. I've also been super busy, so you know. And they get that. They don't expect us to check in every week. You know. Yeah. And that, I like that. I like the fact that they know. Hey, we're still, we're still with you. Um, but oh yeah, I like the fact that they're actually commenting on some of my YouTube videos. Like awesome stuff, man! Can't wait to see the next. Yeah, and that—that's yeah. the thing, man. Is there? They... Okay, but you're the only one that watched it and commented. I'm cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, how how is the YouTube channel going? Because <clears throat> why don't you drop the name? You know, because the name the names can probably get a little confusing because you've got Southeastern Bowhunter Podcast and then you've got yours, and we both do YouTube videos. I don't put yep. out, out as many. Um, I think I skipped 10 episodes just because it's literally the same thing. Like, like I said earlier, you're just right. seeing a couple talking heads and that's it. And yep. the only reason I put the most recent one out, the camo dust one is because Chris had the camo dust cannon. He was showing you how to use mm -hmm. it. If he didn't yeah. do that, I wouldn't have put it up on YouTube because yep. it, the views just, I mean, on my end aren't there, but I know that yours has kind of been blowing up here lately so it's been it's that. been doing pretty good um it but it's anyway so the youtube is uh southeastern bow hunter tv 
Um, so there's Southeast Bowhunter podcast, which is, you know, just some weird people talking. Um, and then there's Southeast Bowhunter TV. And that's, you know, like me on the YouTube doing the reviews and stuff like that. Um, but as far as the views and stuff, I, subscribers, I'm still not nowhere near what I want to be. Uh, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but it has, but it has grown. Um, as far as views, I think the, the first, yeah, the unboxing video, I thought it was, you know, not going to be that great just because yeah, it's an unboxing video or right? mm -hmm. not, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think it was going to be that high. Um, but I mean, I'm already almost 700 views there you go. on that one video. Um, you just you know, started I, this I, a I month got, ago. I mean, that's yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I've got, you know, my bow review on, on my personal bow. Um, I did the, the bow on the Obsession HP 33. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's almost 400 views on that one. Um, there's another, I think it's my sharpening video on the VPA that is, uh, it's almost, it's a little bit over 300, I think. Um, what else was it? Well, actually, surprisingly enough, surprisingly enough, one of my other, yeah, hunting videos, one of my other uneventful hunting videos, it was the absolutely didn't see anything, didn't do yeah. anything. And it's gotten, it's gotten the most out of all of them. It's, that, you know, it's right up there, it's six, 700 as well. Is that the one you put Taylor Swift as thumbnail? No, or, that was a sharpening video. Okay, the other one was the, I couldn't remember. Yeah, the, the uneventful one was the 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 big beautiful model that was shooting above. I don't think I saw that one. Ooh. I also see what you kill me with is the fact that I can't click on that when me and Jess are watching YouTube at night. So Not my problem. I know that your problem. I'm just saying I can't I can't be like, oh, let's watch this and then her look up and so like for, for someone for someone else that is you know possibly listening to this podcast if you are just now starting out on youtube and your name is not huge and your your industry or your business is not blown up absolutely huge the trick that i have found is my youtube has blown up use clickbait i'm sorry y'all it, it's a, it's my thumbnails that you people see people see on youtube is clickbait i'm sorry but necessary is it is it working for me? Yes, it is. It's you know, whether someone whether someone fully watches it or not, it, it it's a click. As soon as they click on it, that's a view. And yeah. I mean, you know, once I get thing. to the point when it blows up, then yeah. I can just put my ugly mug on there, and people will still be able to click on it. It's the same thing with you know, like podcasting. I mean, when we did the Ron Pola stuff, which I'm planning on getting Andy back because there has been a lot, a lot that he has sent me uh people i talked to that know about it i mean just there there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline with that deer but um <clears throat> even on youtube man like this most recent episode with, with camo dust you know I, I told chris i'm like look i'm gonna call it i'm gonna say you know episode 56 camo dust learn how to beat a deer's nose and that i'm not gonna say is clickbait but that's something that people will see it is okay it is, yeah yeah, but the thing is, I'm not lying, because you and I both know, you and I both know that if you do camo dust right, you're gonna beat the deer's nose. I know people will say, "Oh, you can't beat a deer's nose." Chris told me some things that I cannot disclose. I will tell you off air, but the stuff works. Let's just put it that way. It it definitely works, and yep. you know, so I'm I'm 100 behind him. 
on that. And it just, it's just the thing these days, man. Like, you know, you're talking a three, four hour long video. We don't live in a society that can, that will take that in unless it's something like groundbreaking. Right. So yeah, I mean, TikTok, I hate, I mean, I don't even have a TikTok. I'm not a TikTok fan, but TikTok has made, you know, America at least um, turn into, you know, this short intention span or attention span, whatever it's called, um, society. That's just what we live in. Yeah. So yeah, it is. everybody has ADHD these days. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know how. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't necessarily agree with the whole TikTok thing. Yeah. Um, like the, the basis behind it and what it's, you know, what a lot of people try and use it for, I don't believe in. But since I have, you know, got on the social media train, I have gotten a, a TikTok account, you know, for that's actually, you know, listed as Southeastern Bowhunter TV. Yeah. Um, but since then, I think both my, you know, YouTube and your podcast, you know, because I, I put, you know, the actual, our, our logo, you know, mm-hmm. in the, in each video that I do. Um, so I mean, it definitely, I think it's definitely helped us out. Um, I mean, my TikTok alone has over, you know, 1300 followers and I did, I've done, I want to say four lives this week with different people. Holy crap, Uh, dude. I didn't know you were still doing those. Oh yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. Definitely still doing those. How are those going? Cause I mean, I've never, they're going, they're going awesome, man. Huh. They're going really good. You got any crazy stories from that? Like people just telling you weird stuff? Or not weird stuff. I shouldn't say that. Maybe more like good hunting stories or, you know, big buck stories. Um, or are you literally yeah, just uh, doing like what you're doing right now? No. Uh, well, I've done what I've done right now. Uh, you know, just talking with people, you know, about, you know, bows and arrows and their setup and, you know, that kind of stuff. I really haven't done too much conversation wise as far as different stories, you know, unless they bring it up and yeah. like, Hey, let me tell you what happened with this, mm-hmm. you know, but other than that, I'm not, you know, I'm not like, you know, you and say, Hey, you, Mr. Stranger, what's your hunting story? Yeah. <laughs> tell me everything I need to know about you right now. Right. You're, I want yeah, birthdays, exactly. addresses, social security, email, social, yeah. yeah. Your first ex-wife's name, <laughs> like just right. all of that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is different. And that's why I wanted to get you on here um, and talk about it because you're still in the intro. You still are the mm-hmm. first voice that the, you know, the listeners hear. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just wanted to sort of clear it up, you know, because I have had a couple people ask me like, oh man, what happened with JD? Is everything okay? And I'm like, dude, it's fine. Like, oh, we're we're still good. buddies. He's still part yeah. of the, the umbrella that this became. It's just... Now you're doing the video side, which I don't have the time or the patience for, to be honest with you. Like I've yeah. tried, I've, I've thought about doing, you know, arrow reviews or, or mm-hmm. just, you know, I mean, when I kill something that's different, then obviously I take a video of it. If it's like, like I did yeah. last year with pickles, I'll do that, but I'm oh, not, yeah. gonna, I'm not going to stand in my front yard and be like, Hey guys today. And I know you're not doing that, but it, you know what I mean? It's just not my thing. So I think what ended up happening probably was for the best as far as like, I get to do what I'm used to doing. You get to do what you're interested in, used to doing. And we're still working out as a team, just not 
co-hosting. We're still we're we're still building the same brand, which is exactly. our brand, which is exactly. Southeast Bow Hunter Podcast, and it's you know a lot of these a lot of these podcasts that have started out you know as a podcast, you see them now as a podcast on YouTube. Yeah, we're you know, and then I you mean, and then example. yeah, and then you see them you know turning into you know having an actual office to go to to do all this kind of stuff. Yep. I mean that eventually that's where we'll probably be. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm hoping. Yeah. But we both, I think, have to work on our own individuality to bring this together and make this grow as as, uh, as a one unit. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you know, especially with your military background, you have that, you know, unit mentality. And I mean, I wouldn't say for work that we do that, but we do sometimes. I mean, at work, if I'm doing one thing and another guy's doing another thing, we'll both help each other out. And then it's it's a team that's the way i look at it is this is a team yep so well cool yeah, I'm glad job, that I got my job. do what you got your job and i got my job exactly exactly yeah um well since we cleared that up all I'm right transition cool. into more interesting things um than just bigger. personal lives um how's your season been dude because i will tell you right now that buck curly was which I think I told you last night, he was feeding in the field for over an hour. Did not, mm-hmm. right? So I go yep. over there today, set my stand up for Saturday, um, put some feed out. I've got, you know, two bags of corn, so like 80 pounds. Um, and I know some listeners are going to hear them. Like, oh, man, that ain't hunting. I don't care. Um, also put out one of those rapid racks blocks, which has been working quite well, honestly. And this dude showed up again tonight didn't daylight but it was close and was there for 45 minutes he just left like literally just left five minutes ago so it may happen this weekend i have a really good feeling about saturday but what is your season looking like because i know you've been sending us photos every single day but it seems like it's just it hasn't happened yet it hadn't man it's been uh i I get in that weird dry spell I, i don't get it um this time last year, I was already, you know, waiting on deer number eight to come out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this year right now, I'm only sitting at four. Um, That's three more than me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's not, it's not bad. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Um, you know, my buddy Cody that, you know, that works with Obsession, he hadn't gotten any this year at all yet. And he's been in the woods almost every weekend. Damn. Um, but he's also one of those that's, you know, he doesn't hunt like I do. He you know, he's in guy. what I he what I call he's a a um a horn hunter. He's so, like me. I mean, I I won't shoot a spike yet. Give me another month. <laughs> I might. No, I'm one of those. If I want the deer meat, I'm shooting it. Yeah, I mean, it depends where I'm at. Like, if I'm on my small spot, you know, my one acre spot, anything mm-hmm. that shows up is gonna die. Whether it's a spike right. or um, I would say trike, but he's a he's a He's an Elliot now. He's got one antler, which he's looking better. He is looking yeah. better now. So. He was looking thickly there for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I got a photo of him this evening yeah. and he was looking a little bit thicker. So I think it might be working. I but think I think he just got really, really overstressed during the rut. He, he got he got worked. I would not be shocked. They're still rutting over there too. But, <laughs> no, as far as him. as far as the season goes, um, you know, yeah, I got two on the opener and then I went a month without shooting anything else. And then that one was a a uh, little forky buck uh, that I shot 
Mm-hmm. And then another month went by and I got a doe, uh, made a bad shot. First yeah. time I ever spined one. Um, but got her and it's been, yeah, that was what, three weeks ago. So, I mean, yeah, or no, that was Thanksgiving day. So yeah, my last one was Thanksgiving yeah. day. Yeah. Last one was Thanksgiving day. So I'm, you know, knocking on that pretty much a month apart. <laughs> so if that, if that's the case, you know, six month hunting season, I'll get six at some point. <laughs> hey, that's still pretty good. I mean, yeah. I'd be happy with two more, two more does and probably. Right. So, but yeah, I think, uh, I think mine have definitely, even though before Thanksgiving, I kind of gave them like a two week break in my yeah. spot. Like I didn't hunt back there at all. Um, and, but even with that being said, I still think that even with that two week long reset, they, they're still patterning me. Um, because it, every single time I go in, I go in a different route every time. They never show up. And then literally the day after or that night when I walk back home, they'll be there. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. Sunday. I was out the Sunday evening. I was out there. Uh, no, excuse me. Sunday morning. I was out there. Yeah. Um, didn't see anything, nothing but squirrels. Um, and then Monday, the next day it was, I had one of my one of my target bucks. He's not he's not the biggest, but he's cool enough for me. He's a big six point. Um, but he uh he came out the morning and in the afternoon and stayed at night. And he's just taunting me. They they've gotta know. I mean, you're kind of running into the same thing I dealt with last year, um, when I was only hunting my main spot that I've hunted literally once this year. I mean, I've sat yeah. there one time, which is if you think about how many times I was there last year, that's, it just blows my mind. But I, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you were there when we hunted, we had deer moving. The neighbor killed one. We helped yep. him pull it out, but we didn't see anything. Now, would we have maybe, but it, I feel like, I feel like you're right on them patterning you. But the weird thing is if you're changing your access, it might not be an access issue it might be the fact that you only go there on the weekends and they started realizing, okay, you know, this amount of time has passed this weird smell, you know, even, even if you're using camo dust, yeah. man, sometimes walking in, you know, if, yeah. if you didn't do it right or, or say you forgot to use it or whatever, they're going to smell you and they're not going to show yeah. up. Now yeah. I will say, I guess playing devil's advocate here, you may not be getting patterned because you had that big eight point in front of you a month ago and you were still having these problems before then, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I don't know, man, these they're deer are weird. They, they will drive you. They crazy. are. And, and, <laughs> and they are. And, and that, that brings me around to another issue too, is, you know, I'm, I've got, as far as on that property, it's basically, let's just say 70 acres that I got permission on over there. And I've got five staying locations and one camera. So that kind of brings me around to another topic is you want a camera to buy? I'm not running cameras next year. I'm not going to do it. I've already made my mind. I'm not going to do it. You know, it's like we talked with that guy. um, uh, God, I cannot remember his name and I feel so bad for it. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, you're like he was talking about. You're hunting behind the deer if you're basing everything off of camera. That is true. And it's it's cool and it's great to get the inventory and to see what you have out there. And it is cool to see the pictures. Mm -hmm. But I honestly feel that I'm every time I go in or every time I see a deer, I think, okay, this is going to be the time, and I'm going to go in and get them. And I don't. So now I'm just okay. I'm tired of hunting behind the deer. I'm just. I'm going to either walk in or walk around or go in in that different direction or just do something, but I'm not going to have the mindset of, Oh, they're going to come in because then I have the disappointment, the frustration when they don't, and I don't feel like going again. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to hunt behind the deer on a camera lens anymore. I'm just going to go and whatever shows up, I don't care if I've got my inventory or not, whatever shows up, if it, it excites me the way I hunt, if it excites me, it's dead. Yeah. I, to sort of, play into that you know i've only had <clears throat> two deer one i've killed one i haven't but i've only had two times where using a cell cam and really going off of that has worked so you might mm -hmm. be onto something now my argument to it is well, what if you just go somewhere and that's not where the deer are at but at the same time if you go in scout you know say you hunt one evening right and you're scouting on your way in and you're like, oh, there's some rubs over there. Okay, I'll go there tomorrow. Or say you hunt there again and you decide to scout a little bit, you know, going yeah. in. I mean, you know your deer at this point. Like, you know kind of where they're at anyway. And, and I think that's where, that's where that does kick in. If you have a piece of property and you've got cameras on for the past, you know, three or four or five years, whatever, and you know what's around and how they're moving and how they're using your property, you – you stand a better chance not running a camera. Yeah. Now, if you're, if you're like brand new into the hunting and you don't even know what's on the property, by all means, run a camera, uh, figure out what you're doing, figure out what you got, figure out who's out there, when they're out there, how they're moving, how they're using your property and spend the time with them. Yeah. You know, what I'm doing <laughs> is not going to be for everybody and it's not going to help everybody. Um, but me, in my situation, I think because I do have a history on my property, I'm hurting myself and my property by being out there as much as I am just solely based off of camera. Do I need to do better as due diligence as far as me personally scouting and me walk, watching how and how quick and how often I go in there? Yes, I do. But I think me scouting it more will help, like you were talking about, will help my hunt situation better than just trying to solely base it off of camera yeah and that's I mean, what that's why i'm pulling my cameras next year not to, again, anything not anything against scout tech because you know we have scout tech yeah not anything against them i will still promote them 120 percent, you know and i will still help talk <clears> to people <throat> and get them in the door with scout tech because scout tech is coming up with some more stuff that, that later on down the road that we can't talk about just yeah, yet but i always say it in the intro man and i hate it because i'm waiting for ryan to be yeah. like, dude you can talk about it i know <laughs> I know, but he is such a good guy, man. He he is just. I was talking with him uh, last week. He that that group of guys, him, his brother, and his dad, all that run Scout Tech, are phenomenal. And oh, yeah. I will never, never not back or be with Scout Tech. Whether just because I'm not running a camera does not mean I can't be with them. Yeah, I mean, you can. The thing is, you can always, you know, you can put a camera out there in like one, kind of like what you're doing right now, in one spot. So at least you know what's around, you know what I mean? And then you don't even have to put it in a spot you'd hunt. You could just find a deer trail and be like, all right, I'm putting this here or find a scrape and put it there. You know what I mean? 
I'm not saying and you I think I, I think I, I think I may transition into that because where I've got it now is a spot that I hunt. Exactly. So I'm I'm basing it off of okay, they were there last night, they should be there tomorrow night. Yeah. And going out there and sitting and not seeing anything. But you... I think if I put it in a different spot that I'm not hunting, yeah. it will still, yes, it'll still give me my inventory of what's around, <clears throat> but it's not going to give me that mental pressure on my hunted, hunt spots. Are you looking at real-time data? Are you looking at like, so say, yeah. say Ian yeah. shows up right now, right? Or showed up this morning in daylight. Are you yeah, looking I'll at get, the weather? I'll... And all that yeah, is. Yeah, I'll get on. I'll check out the weather, the the pressure, and I'll, I'll do all that. The cloud cover, yeah. the moon phase, the wind, wind direction. Yeah, I do all that on each time I get a picture. Okay. Because the thing I've noticed, and this was just, you know, me being new to it a few years ago and not knowing what I was doing, but I would get a picture of a deer, like a, a good deer. This is probably the biggest deer I've ever tried hunting. And he would be there, you know, right at daylight. I mean, we're talking two minutes before the sun comes up. So you're going to be able to see. And man, I, I just, I didn't think about, Oh, what was the wind doing? What was the pressure? What was the temperature? What was, you know, all of this stuff, what direction did he really come from? What, what caused him to be there at that time? I didn't think about any of that. And now I haven't, I mean, literally, like I said earlier about that, uh, the main private spot that I went to last year that I've only gone to once this year. I haven't gone because either the days that I could hunt, it's not a good condition or the movement's been down. And, you know, I hear one thing from the neighbor saying, Oh, I'm seeing them all the time in the evening. I'm not seeing anything. So why, why is that? Did I do something last time I was there? There's so many yeah. things to it, you know? And, and on one hand, I enjoy that because it's fun being able to, you know, really dial into this deer say sam hunting tank or curly or whoever it's fun to do that because you know they're around on the other hand it sucks because you kind of are like talking yourself out of going and you never know dude like deer don't always they're not they are creatures of habit but they're not always going to be the same exact thing every single time so that's why i was asking you you know if, if you see them in the morning or you see them in the evening and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go this day and they're going to be there. And then they're not there. Well, something caused them not to be there. Whether it's you bumped them walking in, whether it's the winds shifted or they just didn't feel like being there. So right. I think your approach is good, but I also think that don't swear off all cameras. Just put the scout tech camera out there on a deer trail. You're not going to hunt. Or yeah. really what you could do, and honestly, this is what I would do. If you're able to find the bedding, like walk through mm -hmm. and just find their bedding, get that camera in there. Obviously, don't do it right now because you'll totally blow them out. But get that in there and then set it up to where you're able to see, okay, these deer are bedded in here or, you know, say it's the does or say it's Ian or something. And they're coming in every couple days. You know, kind of like what Lee did when he killed that 215. Mm -hmm. um, he knew when that deer would be in there, and he, there was only one way out and one way in. So if you can find a way to make that happen and then hunt the edge of that, it might work. So yep. just, just yep. food for thought. <laughs> yep. Um, All right, so moving so, on from that, what else you got? Equipment. 
Where you're, where you're, what you're changing, what you're running, oh, what are you man. doing next year, all this other kind of stuff. What's up? It's like you and I are on the same wavelength here. Um, well, before we get into my changes that are going to be happening, mm-hmm. and that have already yeah. happened. Um, some, of my, some of mine have already happened, too. Yeah. Talk about – I don't really want to have you compare them. Talk about the Matthews lift that you shot because that – that particular bow, I've been hearing a lot of hype. And I know Josh and Tim just dropped a couple, you know, videos and episodes on that. I haven't listened to them yet. But mm-hmm. what was your opinion on that bow? Like, is the hype real or is it kind of overplayed? My my opinion. So before they even released it, like a week before they released it, they had a little teaser video. You know, it said 32 years in the making. Yep. You know, it's all the kind of stuff. All right. Well. After shooting it and then remembering that video, whatever they figured out in 32 years, I don't know why it took them that long to figure it out, but they finally figured it out. Um, it's just, I've, I've shot Matthews, plenty of Matthews, the Phase 4, um, the VXR, the... TRX, uh, I've shot four or five different, the Halon 32, the old Switchback. You know, I've shot plenty of Matthews. None of them I've owned just because I didn't want to. Um, I They always shot like crap to me, to be honest with you. And I what, never liked how they felt. Like what? I never liked how they felt. And every, every person can pick up a bow and it feels different to them. But in my hand, the Matthew, the, the grip being extremely low on the riser, a lot of top weight. I didn't like it. Um, the way, the way that their cams were, it was it was a good draw cycle, but it had a really really big harsh dump mm-hmm. in the valley. Okay. The, now this is all my opinion. Yeah. Um, and they. Just at the aftershot, the vibration in my hands, in my opinion, the vibration was crazy. No matter how many damn stabilizers or whatever you put on there, the vibration would not go away. Now, that being said, the new lift, um, I went and shot it up in Tennessee when I was on vacation. My wife was about to kill me, but there was a shop (laughs) up there that was a Uh, Hold on. Can't hear you. Yeah, I'm here. You there? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What were you saying? You I, had, I had a I had a phone call coming in. My bad. Ah. Um. But they had a shop up there in Tennessee. My wife was extremely mad with me because we were on vacation. I said, "Look, honey, it's only gonna take me ten minutes. It's a Matthews dealer. I just want to go see what they figured out that they claim. You know, they took thirty two years to figure out." Mm-hmm. The riser, or not the riser, but well, yeah, let's talk about the riser first. The riser is the longest riser on that short of an axle to axle bow that they make. Um, that helps with your stability. They did borrow some other technology as far as the axle being on top of the limbs from other companies mm-hmm. that have already done that. Um, that makes it extremely stable because of them running the axle on top, they're able to run a a wider and thinner profile RDS limb, um, you know, the, the one with the eight limb system with the rubber in between. 
that's I can't remember it's the RDS, but I can't remember what the something dampening system something. I can't remember what the R is. Um, but anyways, it allows them to run a thinner, thinner limb, wider limb, axle on top, longer riser. The grip is actually moved up in the riser, so it's not as far down. Um, a completely new cam, still using the the top hat system and all that, but it's a completely different cam. Um, so it's in essence completely different top hats, but it's the same system. Um, that bow. I shot the 29 and a half. They offer it in a 29 and a half axle to axle and a 33 inch axle to axle. I chose for a hunting standpoint, I chose to try the 29 and a half. It held like I was holding a 38 inch target bow with no stabilizers. It drew like I was drawing a 50 pound target bow. Hmm. Um, and it was set at and- 70. It was set at 70 with a 28 inch draw, everything uh, with the, and he actually had the 85% let off on it, a top hat system on it. Um, because you can get them in at 80% as well, but it's also, again, it's a completely different top hat system. Yeah. Um, so it's not just like a little modular change, like on some of these other hybrid cams. Um, but it's an actual completely different, uh, axles, shims, uh, top hats, you know, all that kind of stuff to be able to lock that you know, one set measurement in. So yeah, it was set on 2870 with 85% let off on it. And the vibra the first of all, the wall, the back wall when you're at full draw, the back wall felt like I was going to break the strings in half just just to get it to move a half inch or a quarter inch. It was solid like an elite. Yeah. Um once you released and let go, the vibration on it was it was less than my bow, but it was still there. Well, but it was, you know, it was, it's still there. It's an aluminum bow. It's going to have vibration. And for anybody else who wants to try and argue with me on it, <laughs> go shoot an aluminum bow and then go shoot a, a, a carbon bow. The carbon bows vibrate more. Oh, yeah. They definitely it's, it's crazy. When you have to think, um, you yeah, shot it without it was, the stabilizer. So, exactly. Of course, I shot it. Have... It was. There was no sight. There was no quiver. There was no stabilizer. There was, it was just a bear. Yeah, and all I had on it was a rest, and that's it. Yeah. Now, I will give it to Matthews as far as their rest. Um, you know, bear, Bowtech, anybody, anybody else. You buy a bow. If it does come with a rest, if it does, it's going to come with a whisker biscuit. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, no. This one comes with the... HDX, you know, QAD, badass yeah. dropper. Yeah, it comes with the top of the line integrate uh, QAD. I was like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about Matthews, man, is like I've never shot one. It's probably the only out of the top three, like the big three, the only one I've never shot or drawn back. Um, and I was like, I mean, you know, I, I'm not the type of person that's going to spend – $1,500 on a bow. I just, I, personally, I don't think you need to spend that. I mean, you know, we'll get into the bow that I'm looking at and it's less than half of that, but it's in my opinion, still going to perform where I want it to close to the same as the new Matthews. The only thing about the new mm-hmm. Matthews is when you get that bow, you know, you know, for a fact that it's not just like a stand, 
you know, like you're not yep. just getting a, a mold that they stamp out. And I know that's not how they make them, but that's just the simplest way I can describe it. But, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, you know, that there, it's a good product. And that is one thing, you know, listening to what you said, listening to what um, Josh and Tim have said, um, a lot of people that are shooting that bow, like Chris B and Seek One and all of that, I I was sold. I just can't and won't spend the money to get one. So when you said when you said that you shot it and you uh, I forgot what I called you, but you basically said you wanted to buy one. Dude, I would I would love to see you have one of those. But at the same time, and I'm going to ask you this as your buddy, getting a bow like that, do, I mean, you don't you you're not one of those people that thinks, "Oh, I need to have this high-end bow to be a better bow hunter," right? No. No. I mean, because you got to think the obsession that I'm shooting now, the MSRP on that bow is $700. That's it. Yeah. $700 bow. Shit. I think it's less than that. It, it may be. Yeah. It may be. So it just goes to show you, I mean, you can go out there and get, you know, a diamond or whatever that's, you know, a three, $400 bow. Mm -hmm. And as long as you are proficient and you are accurate and you are, you know, either self-taught or taught or something, yeah. Once you get the experience behind and that bow becomes part of you, it doesn't matter if it's a $300 bow or a $2,000 bow. It does yeah. not matter. I mean, look at, look at, you know, last year I was shooting the blackout and tree. Now you can get mm -hmm. it for 250 bucks. Yep. It killed pickles and it can yep. kill more deer. I mean, I don't, that, yep. that's the biggest and thing. You, you qual you qual well, no, you qualified with the bear, didn't you? Yes. Okay, but okay, there I you go. So a bear paradox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, exactly. The thing, the thing I think people really need to, you know, understand and, and hear is, you know, because we know guys that will get new bows every single year. It's like mm -hmm. it's like a, a a hobby for them, and I just don't understand it because I mean, I guess to you know sort of transition a little bit into, you know, the one that that I probably am going to get. Um, I went to Roots Outdoors in Jackson on Saturday and, you know, I reached out to him was like, Hey guys, um, you know, I'm going to upgrade after this year. Um, they're a bear dealer and I'm a big bear archery fan. Yep. I always have been. It's the only bow I've ever hunted with. Um, you know, cause the blackout intrigue is literally just a rebranded bear legit. Um, yep. so I, I hit him up and was like, Hey, do y'all have the white tail max? Uh, I want to come shoot it. You know, I'm, Try to decide which bear model to get. Um, I asked them if they had the Alax the Alaskan or the Alaskan XT. All they have is the whitetail. So I was like, okay, cool. Well, I'll come up there and shoot it. So I go up there and guys are super cool. I mean, if anyone's looking for a good shop, I, it it might be a drive, but it's it's worth it. Um I walk in, tell them what I'm there to do. They remembered me, which is big because a lot of these bow shops, you know, you hit them up and then they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And they don't they don't kind of like have that relationship with you, you know? Yep. yep. So me and the kid were talking and I was like, yeah, I just, you know, I want to shoot it at 70 pounds, 28 inches. I want to see what this is about, you know, cause this bow, I think if you get the ready to hunt package, it's like six ninety nine, And then if you get the bear bow, it's five ninety nine. So obviously I would get the bear bow. I don't need all that extra stuff. Um, he set it up, 
drew it back. Now I'm not going to lie. I haven't shot a 70 pound bow in a few months. I'm too yeah. used to 60 and single cam. It's totally different than a dual cam. Um, yep. You know, so I draw it back and you know, it. I, I struggled a little bit at the back end, but the front end was butter. I mean, it felt great. So I was able to get it back. The one thing did that one have a did that one have a six or seven inch break height? Six and a half. Six and a half. Okay. So I draw it back, shoot the arrow, super quiet. Now Andy was with me. Andy, um, Andy met up with me up there because he, you know, he wanted to grab some stuff and Alicia wanted to get some stuff. And uh, you know, so he was there and he's like, the first thing out of his mouth, I don't even say anything yet. First thing he says is, damn, that bow's quiet. Which for a six hundred dollar bow, that people you know some people look at bear and they're like, oh, that's just the you know, poor man's cheap bow, right. which it's not. Right. Um. There's something I basically what I'm getting at is that's probably the bow I'm gonna get because I drew it back a second time, and it was it was fine. The only thing, the only thing, and it was set on 70, 70 pounds, twenty eight inches, and eighty five percent let off. So, <clears throat> you know, with the paradox, I don't really like how when you pull it back and it drops in the valley, it literally drops. I've kind of mm-hmm. gotten used to it, but I still am not a huge, huge fan of that. That bow is on 85%, right? Or is it 80? I can't remember. What bow? The paradox. Uh, 85. Okay. So yeah. they had this bow set on 85. The only thing I didn't like was when I drew it back and it dropped in the valley, it like dropped in the valley. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. has 70 to 90% let off. It's got the EKO cam. So mm-hmm. that's not a that's not a deterrent for me. And the boat right. shoots way faster <laughs> than, yeah. than my uh my paradox does. So I'd be I would I did the math and I watched some videos and all that stuff. And with with our arrow setups, which we're probably about to get into, um mm-hmm. I'll be shooting just as fast as you now which is good because I know, right? (laughs) Um, Not that speed matters. Cause I mean, look at, look at the hunting public, dude, they're shooting single cambos that are three ten FPS and they're still blowing through deer. So, you know, we can get into that, but, but no, I mean the, the whitetail max, I honestly would say is probably the best bow I've ever shot. And I have shot the Hoyt Torex. I shot whatever Hoyt it was that David had. What was it? The, um, you got that venom, uh, the VGM 34. Yeah, yeah, and I, no knocking Hoyt, but dude, I hated that bow. I didn't yep. like how blocky it felt. Now, the only other thing about this bear that I will say is the riser, or not the riser, the uh, the grip, very skinny, very skinny. Wasn't a huge. See, that's where that's where me and you. That's where me and you differ. <laughs> I like a, you know, I I take the grip off and I'm just straight on yeah. the riser. I wasn't a fan of it, but I talked to the guys. I was like, hey, do y'all have that bear paw grip? And they were like, yeah, you can get it. I was like, well, how much is it? And they're like 10, 20 bucks. So again, fix right there. So I'm probably going to end up getting a bow from them. Um, I might, we'll see. I might wait until they get the Alaskans in because the Alaskan is supposed to be um, a little bit better. It, it's a 30, I think it's a 33 inch axle to axle. The Whitetail Max is 31. But again, okay. I like a shorter axle to axle because it's more versatile. Right. So yep. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of what I'm looking at. You know, I'm actually going to have um, 
Dylan from Bear Archery on the podcast this coming Monday. When this episode drops, we will be recording that episode. Um, that right. night. So we're going to deep dive into all of it. Um, he's going to tell me stuff that I probably don't even know. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. But so you mentioned something earlier about uh, arrow setups. Mm-hmm. So what did you, and I mean, I know what it is because we're both shooting pretty much the same thing, but what did you, uh, what did you change up this time? Cause I feel like you've gone through arrows probably four or five times. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I changed those about as often as I change underwear. So yeah, that's about right. <laughs> Let me go grab one. And for those who don't know, JD does not change his underwear every day. It is usually every two to three weeks. Um, he is a lineman, yep. so <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that's it. So what are you rocking? I figured now? out I figured out that the the not changing the underwear thing, it has a film buildup in the underwear. It keeps you warmer. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, disgusting. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so what I'm running now is actually a what do they call it? Big box store arrow. But I found out as a relabeled fancy arrow, mm-hmm. um, just based on the specs of it. So, what I've got now oh, is the Blackout SX3 Hunter. Look at um, that. it is there, is there five mil? Um, I've got a 60, got a 60 grain stainless steel insert with a 125 grain broadhead. Um, I'm running the the knots that come factory with them. Actually, I was getting knot pink on. Mm-hmm. It's the the boning uh, X knot or A knot. No, it's the S knot. This is the S knot for the five oh. mil. Oh okay. no, for the well, five mil. Um, no, it's the A knot. I think the I boning A knot. I change them, so I, I honestly don't know. Yeah, so I was running the factory knot, and I was getting knot pinch. Um, so instead of, instead of changing my D loop to that, I decided to change the knot. So I'm actually running a Black Eagle, um, <laughs> Black Eagle R knot. Oh, jeez. Um, so I've got that in there. It slipped in there perfectly, and I have zero knot pinch now. Um, but yeah, so it is 8.8 GPI, and it's cut 26.5 carbon to carbon, 60 grain, uh, stainless steel half out or insert, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. 125. Uh, I'm right at total arrow weight is uh, 450.6 on the entire. All six of them are exactly the same. Gotcha. Um, I actually just ordered some more last night. That way I can have a full dozen and get them ready for ASA and math and you know all that stuff. Now, are you hunting with uh, these arrows? I will be. I'm still in process of, I actually just set up my other site, my new single pin slider site. I just, I'd shot a group tonight, got my group hitting. You saw the picture. Yeah. I got my group, you know, hitting good. But then I went back and looked at my site and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't even have my second, third or first access adjusted at all. So I've got to completely reside in again because I just changed that right before I got on the phone here. I fixed my, I redid my second and third axis and first axis, all that. Uh, I found out how to do it at the house. I'll do a video on that at some point. Um, but I just redid all that uh, tonight. My uh, new lens, uh, I'm running a lens this year. 
my lens came in. Um, oh, so man. I put that on. So I know. So <laughs> I'll have to reset in again tomorrow. But now I can actually, once I get that done, I'll be able to, you know, but yes, that is the plan is to hunt with them as well as do my ASA and math and all that stuff. So are you going to get them refletched because those come right uh, offset and you're running a left bevel? Right, they so, will be refletched. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to check. <laughs> yeah. Once I, once I get all 12, I'm going to take them all in there and have them all refletched. Okay. So. Hell yeah. But yep. That is the, the they are. Yeah, I am too. It is the, I don't know if I said it already, but it's the, it's a relabeled, uh, the victory rip. Yep. Yeah. So what's funny yep. to me about that is when I went to Roots, I picked up a couple of victory rip TKOs. Um, you know, cause mm -hmm. I talked to Kurt from working class quite often now and they push victory. I've always been a huge victory fan. Um, I've wanted to shoot the rip TKOs for quite a while. And I just said to hell with it, I'm going to get some. So I'm honestly, we're shooting pretty much close to the same arrow. Cause I'm running, you know, 26 carbon to carbon, um, 21 grain lighted knock, um, left helical extreme helical um a hybrids the mountain ops versions mm. um because i know working class was doing stuff with mountain ops so i figured i'd try to you know support that um i think i'm running a 50 grain half out up front which those half outs the victory makes are cool as crap dude uh, they i don't know what it what they do but it like only problem i've in. ever heard about those is when as, if you're good if you're in a target the only problem i've seen is or heard about is when you're coming out because that little weird rippling on the outside of yeah. it like ribbed for her pleasure i'm not real sure what that is but it it, it seems to me like mm -hmm. it would get hung up a little coming out yeah i haven't really had any issues with that um more than you would oh my god more than you would with like a broadhead because you know i shoot with with a practice broadhead mm -hmm. um okay. so i haven't really noticed any problems um but yeah i mean we're both running 125 grains up front it's it's kind of funny how you know and i i know i've said this on other episodes but our arrow setup seemed to change through season through the off season i'm sure that yeah. one of us is going to be shooting 500 grains by next season you know especially with the bows we're going to be shooting um i mean i've even thought about yeah i mean I, I was i was at 500 grains just <clears throat> last week yeah and that's that's what's funny to me about yeah. it is like you know i texted you guys saying oh i just picked up some rip tkos i'm at 450 which is kind of where i've been the whole time i think i was running like 460 with my black eagles mm -hmm. um yep. and the only thing about the black eagles man that you know and i'm not knocking them it's just we talked to chris um from Southern Bones, and he mentioned something to me about how they used to shoot it, or they used to shoot Black Eagles, and they had a few of them break on them. And I didn't, I didn't think anything of it because I mean I've broken arrows before; they they break, they're gonna break. But yeah, when we did the the podcast shoot, I literally had two arrows completely just, you know, one of the knocks broke, and then the the end of the shaft broke. I had another end of the shaft break in a different target and I wasn't hitting anything hard. Um, I'm convinced that that doe that I didn't get any penetration on the shaft broke. Um, I haven't found it, but it's the only thing that makes sense. Even where I hit her, I still should have deflected and at least gotten into, you know, the chest cavity. So yep. 
I don't know, man. At that same uh, podcast, you, I had two of them break. Um, you know, I've had, I had two more of them break at the house and a target. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you is, is, but the thing is you were running the rampages. I was running the carnivores, but we still had the same problem. Yeah. So and it's that, not just like, you know, Oh, I was running the carnivore. So of course they're going to break. Cause I'm running a lot of GPI. Dah, 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 dah. No, we're both yeah, running black arrow, black Eagles, completely yeah. different arrow setups. <clears throat> and they're both breaking that to me, the GPI thing. I mean, you definitely need to pay attention to it, but I think that anywhere between like seven, 7.9 to about where we're at 8.8 or 8.9, I guess. I think that's kind of the happy medium, you know, because if you go any heavier, you know, with like a lot of what, you know, Carbon Express and Easton will make, um, you can do that. You know, I've got a buddy of mine right now shooting FMJs and I keep telling him he needs to, he needs to get off that. And if he wants to shoot Easton, they make, I mean, hell, we had Gary on, they have a bunch of different arrows you can shoot. They just came out with a new formula. And I told him like, bro, I will give you the formulas that I have if you want to use them. Um, and I was actually planning on using those. I still might. I still might use those either for hunting or, you know, just to tinker around with. But right. something about victory, man, I, I really I really want to reach out to them. I might actually talk to Kurt about it tomorrow and see if I can't get in touch with them because <clears throat> something about victory, they're just they're good. What? We can touch on that a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Be cryptic. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what Victory's doing and, and the stuff they've come out with. I really want to try the, um, what are they called? The carbon SS or the BAP SS. Mm -hmm. Those, those seem like they would be some really solid, solid arrows. So I don't know. I, I want to try, I want to try the, uh, the <laughs> XD. Yeah. I'm, I want to try the XV just to see how much faster it really is. I know it's going to break, but it's only a seven GPI, yeah. but I just want to see how much faster it really is. <laughs> well, I might know a guy. I might be able to set that up, but I, I do want to say we're not knocking black or black Eagle because no. they are a good no. company. They do make a good product. It's just what we've, you know, cause we have no affiliation with them. We've talked with them a couple of right. times, but, um, I, I just, I don't, I don't want to go in the woods, you know, thinking, oh, this might break and I might lose this deer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yep. that, that's just sort of my complaint with it. Um, you know, we did, we did switch up and change it. So I don't I know. Something else I mean, we're just changed up too. Huh? So I got something else that I changed up too. Oh God. What is it? Oh, pulled the bow out. <clears throat> what, your stabilizers? How long that thumb baby? <laughs> yeah. God. You know what? You know what's crazy to me? And I haven't I haven't done it. I need to. And I mm. may do this when I get the bear. Um I haven't run a sidebar. You don't know what you're missing, buddy. I guess I don't. I'm just gonna have to don't wait. Don't know and see what you're what missing. Feels like. But yeah, I'm running a. Um, now I've switched it. I've got a. Uh, twelve. I think this is the twelve. 
Yeah, it looks like a 12 and <laughs> yeah. on the back end. 12, 12, uh, 12 on the back and a 15 in the front. Yeah, AAE hot rods, both of them, uh, Conquest Archery, uh, sidebar mount. Hell yeah, dude. So what um, what speeds do you think you're going to be shooting with that new setup? Because you and I both, I think my total arrow weight is like 446. You said yours is 450. Um, so what? the last time, the last time I put it through a chronograph, let's see, the first time I put it through a chronograph, she was at 468 total arrow weight. This is when I first got the boat. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a 468 and she was running 280. Damn. Um, and with the 500s, she was running 273 274 um but now that i'm running a 250 i'm thinking 283 284 250 i mean 450 sorry okay i was gonna say damn <laughs> no 450 total airway um i think it, i think it should yeah no i think it should be somewhere around the you know 282 283 range you think so i mean i was at two i was at 280 with a 468 and i dropped 18 grains i should be going up you know maybe all right i may be up at 285 have you so have you shot i mean when you shot those arrows have you i guess you probably haven't you haven't shot those many broadheads yet have you no okay not yet. I, i've i've had so many issues getting the new site worked in that yeah. I, no i haven't shot broadheads yet okay when you do let me know because joe from osseo did a video like two or three years ago um he likes to be around 300 foot per second how he does it, mm -hmm. I have no idea. Because he's shooting a 460 grain arrow at, I think, 29 inches of draw and 70 pounds. I don't know what bow he's got. I think it's a Hoyt. Um, but either way, he likes being around 300. And one thing he mentioned, and I can see this, because you and I both know how arrows and stuff works. I can see with a fixed blade, you having some tuning issues if you go too fast. Yes. So... When yes. you shoot with those, let me know how that is. I mean, I won't be anywhere near 280 or, you know, 290, I don't think. I think I might be somewhere in the ballpark of like 275, which I'm perfectly fine with. But All the research I've ever done, you don't have that issue unless you're over 300 feet per second. Okay. See, and that's what that's when you That's when you start having the tuning issue. Now, like Tim Gillingham, he can't run a fixed. Because he's got a he's got a thirty one and a half inch draw, and he's running an overdraw. Oh wow! His comp his competition arrows, or no, I'm sorry, his hunting arrows are going three twenty five. I watched the the reason he's running that overdraw is because he can't tune with such a long arrow, so mm -hmm. he's running the overdraw system, which is you know it's a bracket that goes on the back side of the the riser to give you uh, a, your rest closer to your strength, so you can run a shorter arrow. Man. That's what he has to do. So he, because he's able to do that, that's why he's his hunting setup. I watched a video on it last night. It was running 325. That's insane. But he cannot run a fixed blade. He has to run mechanics. Dude, that's literally crossbow speeds. That's IBO speed out the boat, out the boat. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's, 
325. So, I mean, for the people that don't know, and I mean, I, you and I both know, and I'll let you explain it, but like what causes the, I guess with a fixed blade, what is the reason why you can't shoot that fast? Is it planing? Is it? it it's planing, plane yeah. deviation. Okay. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It's your plane deviation because of the size of the broadhead and how much <clears throat> it will deflect in the air. And actually, you know, it's like, um, You've seen a jet do a sonic boom before, right? Mm -hmm. And that huge vapor trail of mushroom cloud that it puts out behind it. It broadheads aren't designed to go that fast in the air. Fixed you're blade. going from you or yeah, fixed blades. You're going from dead stopped on the rest to over 300 feet per second. You know that's a lot uh, of air moving around the arrow yeah. surface because it's having to get split around. You know the broadhead. So what if you, and this is just pure speculation on my part, just a question. Um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to it. I've never tried it, obviously, but I think I know what the answer is. What if you took a three-blade <clears throat> three blade fixed and lined it up with the veins? That way you've got one singular, I guess, wind tunnel. Rather than, you know, like me, for instance, where I, I don't have to screw the, you know, I don't have to line them up. I can just screw that broadhead on as much as I want if it's a three blade and I'm, I'm good. Cause I'm only shooting 240 foot a second. Um, if you line those veins and the blades up, do you think that that could help or is there still too much wind disturbance in the front end that it's just not going to work? If you go to Walmart and pick up a <clears throat> pack of Swacker 252 fixed blades and turn the package over, mm -hmm. it actually explains to you how important the, uh, fix the blade indexing is on a broadhead. Um, that way it comes off the bow spinning the correct way that's in line with your fletchings and all that stuff. So whether you're shooting 120 or 320, I, all my fixed blades are straight in line with my fletchings. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta index them. So what if, what about the two blades we use? You can't do that because we have three, three fletchings. No, you can't do that with a two blade. But the only thing I do with a two blade is I do make sure it's either in the 12 o'clock or three o'clock position. I don't want it at 11, six, five, four. I want it either yeah. at 12 or three. That's it. See, and that's, man, that's, I feel like where we sort of deviate is because I've never noticed any issue and I've shot. And tip, typically you won't, and typically you won't, unless you are doing like, pack distance with um, a with a broadhead see and that's what i wanted to get at is because you know obviously when we're doing those shoots we're not we're not shooting with a, any type of broadhead it's just a field point right um yeah man i i just i just wanted to ask you about that because i just don't you know you hear things and i'm we are not going down this rabbit hole but you hear things in the industry and it's kind of like mm -hmm. you know is that true is it not true you try right. to test it Sometimes it comes right. out true. Sometimes it doesn't. And it's just like. And another thing you can do too to fix that problem. If you are starting to have, you know, some severe deviation, you know, with the plane deviation with the, with the too big of a broadhead, it sounds silly, but go up and spine. I could see that because you don't have as go much. Go up flex. and spine. You're, exactly. Yeah. Less flex will cause less deviation. So what, um, yeah. what, uh, FOC percentage are you running now? Uh, I am running right at 18. Okay, so we're about the same then. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can see that, which makes sense because you have a 10 grain heavier insert. How are you at 450? How are you at four? It, it's got to be the fletchings because those fletchings are the Raptor fletchings, right? That are on it? No, they're the, the, they're the uh, whatever the, I think they're the boning ones. Um, are you sure? Do, do they say, what, no. do they say anything on them? No. Okay. Yeah. Those are the Raptors then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, that's what victory puts on their stock arrows. Like if you buy a six pack of fletch, okay. arrows, they have Raptors just with victories on them. Or with it's the Q is the Q two Q two I Raptor range. Yes, that's exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bullets, it does six it. Point, six point one grains for or six point one grains or eighteen. Yeah. No, I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong actually. Because, yeah, you know what? I think I'm wrong. Let me take that back. I'm pretty sure that they are. Oh well, no, because they're Q two I. Yeah. I, I don't know. Last time I checked, when I weighed those veins on the on the victories that I bought, they were seven grains each. And then I okay. dropped, which makes sense because when I had them, when I bought that arrow and just built it, I didn't shoot it. I just built it. I weighed it with, you know, the 125 grain field point. It was 450, like same exact weight you've got, 450.6. Yeah. Um, when I... Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not really sure as far as how and why I just... I put it, I built, or I had them, I had them cut. I put everything on it. I glued everything. I did all the gluing and everything myself, but I just had them cut it. Um, I put it on the scale. Every single one of them is 450.8. You know what it probably is? You're not using a lighted knock, and I am. That's, yep. not, that's probably it. That yeah, I've only got sense. a, I've only got a nine grain knock. And I've got a 21 grain knock, so you're talking 12 grains. That, okay, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. It just didn't make any sense to, at first when you were like, oh, I've got 450. I'm like, we're shooting the same arrows, though. Yeah. Like same insert, except mine's 10 grains lighter. How the hell are you only four four grains away? So yeah. that makes sense. Because I'm, I mean, I've got a, I've got a 10 grain heavier on the front, and you're running 12 grains heavier in the back. So it makes sense. So I'm probably at about 16% while you're at 18. Yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't jump that far. I think you're around 17 and a half. It really does. It takes a lot to make it move. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I just went on the podium archer stuff and went went off of that. I haven't actually tested. And see, it. that's the that's the other thing too is you've got to give yourself a five grain cushion window from what podium archer says because none of these other arrow calculation websites take in consideration of glue. Yeah, I have, dude. I've noticed that. It's funny you bring that up. I've you, tested you, it because my podium archer says mine are four forty five and I'm at four fifty yep. because of my glue. You know what's really bad about that is earlier this past summer when I was building arrows, I want them a little bit heavier because um, I think I had some, I think my Easton's, yeah, my Easton's were at like four, oh man, what were they, like 428, right? And I wanted at least above 430. I got them to 435 by putting more glue on the fletching yep. and on the, yep. uh, on the inserts. And I mean, hey, find weight where you can find it. You know, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I don't judge people. Yeah. Anytime, anytime I go online and stuff like that, I always give myself anywhere between a four to seven grain cushion for glue. Yeah. So before we wrap this up, what broadhead are you going to be using the rest of the season? Are you using any of the three blades or are you sticking with the Omegas? I'm, uh, all right. So I've got, I haven't talked to Ryan about this yet, but I lost one of the Omegas. 
So I'm only running two Omegas right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. How'd you, so how'd I, you lose it? Uh, what do me? Nope. Nope. Let someone borrow. Oh. Let someone use. Yeah. Never, I never found it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, why those Omegas are not, those Omegas are not cheap. Um, so I won't be I, doing that again. I have an extra you can, you can use. Omega? I, yeah. Okay. I got just remind um, me remind me before I come up there um in January and I'll I'll bring it. I might even have so it. I might just give it to you. I've got um my quiver's got two omegas and then the other three arrows I pick and choose whatever whatever I feel like putting on there. I got you. Whether it's another two blade or a single bevel or whether it's a three blade. Yeah. Solid vented. I don't I honestly, I texted Ryan about it too. I want to try because no, he's told me that no one's ever done it, and I want to. I want. I don't think no one's ever done it, but no one's ever done a video of it. What? Just because you won't lose any more kinetic energy than a mechanical will, but you'll still have a massive hole. I want to try the turkey spur on a deer. I mean, if it's sharp. I don't see why not. Oh yeah, it's stupid sharp. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see yeah. the reason why not. It's not like I want to try that. I mean, you have to think the tip of that is probably the same size as um, what's that one really little one? Super accurate, but it's a tiny hole. I can't remember the name of it. You you wanted to shoot them, annihilator. It's probably the yeah. same size as an as an annihilator. So I mean, yeah, I don't think it's unethical. I mean, right. It's almost no different than putting some razor blades that you've welded onto the tip of a broadhead and using that. So yeah, yeah, but yeah, if you get a chance again, I'm sure you probably already forgot. But go look at the turkey spur head from VPA. No, I, I know what they look like. I'm gonna try that on deer. That's a broadhead. You don't forget how it looks because it looks so different than yeah. literally everything else. Exactly. Awesome, man. Well, look, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we've been yeah. going longer than I had expected us to, but hey, it's what I, we I'm do. Not complaining, yeah. Um, I'm glad we didn't go down any rabbit holes this time. We almost did, but almost did. Um, there's you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know, in the industry. Oh, you and I, January too. You coming up? Yeah, we might. <laughs> we might be able to do the 13th if Thor gets that new job. We we might be able to do the 13th. Okay. Um, oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry the sixth yeah the 13th i can't do that i don't know i completely see this is how my brain works dude i i forget right. and then i get in trouble um but yeah no january 6th i'm down um what about uh next week you were talking about earlier coming up to kennesaw for the uh toys for tot shoot uh probably not I think we've got sure. something going on with my. Um, oh, you were talking about the just some other Kennesaw shoots. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about the ASL okay. shoot. The, okay. Not not next week, but the one that's in like March or whatever, whenever that yeah. is. Um, I will do my best to be there for that. I I can't see why not. Um, and then you know we'll we'll. I mean, you know me, dude. I'm not really I'm not really a big target guy. I'll do it because it's fun, but. Um, I even told Ryan when we were talking about the Lancaster Classic 
that I just, if, if we went, like if we go and he wants us to shoot, sure, I'll do it. I have to get a new yeah. site, but I'll do it. And I'm thinking about switching sites anyway. I'm not, I'm not, I like the single pin stuff, but I don't like having to move it. You know what I mean? And it kind of, yeah. I feel like if I switch after season, like when I get this new bow, which may make me end up getting the ready to hunt package and just keeping the site that's on there. Um, Cause I think it comes with like a four pin or a three pin or something. Um, I'm not a huge fan of having to move them because that's just more movement. It's, you know, if the deer moves, well, if, then I have if to you're in, if you're in the market, if you're in the market for a fixed pin, I got one. Actually, I have two. So what brand is it? I've got a CBE, um, mm-hmm. the tactic micro, the same one you had. Yeah, yeah. I've got that one. It's missing one pin. So it's only a four pin. Um, and then I've got the other one. I just took off the react. Mm. I'm shocked you took that off. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I got single pin now, so I know, but still, yeah. I don't know. I, I go back to what Michael Waddell has said before is like, you know, single pins and stuff, they're great. They're great for target shooting. They're great for ASA and, or not <laughs> ASA, um, like mountain archery. Fed. Well, yeah, I guess so. well, yeah, but I'm saying like, you're just going for fun, you know? Yeah. But a fixed pin, it, I caught myself a couple <laughs> times this year. That's my same argument with the fixed yeah. pin too. Is I love them for hunting, yeah. but. I'm starting now. I'm getting in the transition phase. You know, hunting is almost over. It's not over. It's almost over. I'm I'm getting ready for a full year of uh, or full off off deer season of ASA and yeah. mountain archery. Uh, so I'm starting to transit my transition now. That way, come February when I'm actually ready for ASA, I'm not trying to redo a single pin right then. Yeah. Have you talked to Ryan more about the Lancaster stuff? No. No, okay. I'll reach out right. to him next week and see what's going on. Because, I mean, like I said, I'm down. I told him, too, you know, when we talked, I was like, if JD wants to shoot, I'm just not feeling it. Dude, I'll help you work the booth. I'll go be his arrow boy. I don't I don't care. Yeah. I mean, I'm just there to do whatever we can. Right, exactly. Exactly. Because, um, again, I'm I'm a bow hunter first, and yeah. target shooting is fun, but I don't have any plans of being, like, the next Levi Morgan or anything like that, you know? But I, there's right. nothing against it because it's good. It's good practice, especially when it's 3D. I mean, I remember doing the 3D shoot with you last year, and I've never felt more confident after that. I wish it was yep. closer to deer season because yeah. I maybe wouldn't have missed or or not maybe. missed, but made a bad shot. But yeah. it is what it is. Shit happens. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, that last one, you know, Thanksgiving Day, you know, 50 yards, that, that's nothing. We, we've shot that plenty of times. Yeah. I ended up spawning her. So, yeah. Did she duck the arrow? All right. So, I've heard some misconceptions as far as what they're actually doing. But this is another rabbit hole. Never mind. You can bring it up as far as a as far as a deer ducking. Okay. Um. So, they're not ducking your bow. They're not ducking. Well, in in essence, they're not ducking the bow. They're not ducking the string. They're not ducking the arrow. It's, it is their body's natural reaction to change. Mm-hmm. If they, if they are within 
you know, 40 yards. Yeah, they're okay, they're ducking your bow. Yeah, but it's it's not them ducking it because they know it's coming. It's just that's their alert duck real yeah. quick. But it's their natural body. They probably just naturally pulls down yeah. to contract all the muscles so they can leap back off and spring forward. Yep. That, that's what it times. is. Now, at, you know, 60, 70 yards, somebody, they're not ducking your bow. That, at that point, they're reacting because they're hearing the arrow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's it's a hard it's a hard pitch for me to sit there and say, oh, they're ducking the string every single time. And no, depends on how far out you are. Yeah. And, it, you know, just it depends on the deer, too. Some of them in, you know, like suburban areas are more acute, more acute to noise. You know, they're just they're just going to stand there. Oh, and just take the hit. Yep. But, uh, you know, if you're out there and, you know, wild west somewhere there, you got 100 acres you know, of course, yeah, they're going to duck your string, but it's, yeah. it's, if it's, if it's within 50 yards, they're ducking your string. If not, they're just ducking the arrow. I mean, I've had, I've shot at four deer, four deer. Yeah. Four deer in the past two, two years. The first one I missed because I used the wrong pin and she did duck. I mean, mm-hmm. the pin was on her, but it would have hit her high. Like probably would have spined her to be honest, which I'm glad it yeah. did. She did duck. She was also 10 yards. So and it's yeah. not it was with the blackout. It was not a quiet bow. Uh and then pickles comes along, 18 yards, blackout. He didn't really duck, but he did kind of drop a little bit. So mm-hmm. and it was a quarter away. I mean, it was, you know, everybody knows the story. And then that doe that I shot earlier this year that survived did not move. And she was at 25 yards. Yep. Now, okay. I don't know if it's because the bear is quieter. I don't know if it's the fletching choice that I made. I, I don't know what the reason was. Um, still right. a bad shot. I shot too high or not too high, but I didn't hit the mark I was aiming at. Um, and then the doe that I killed didn't move 25 yards. Bad yep. shot because the broadhead opened up, but again, yeah. she didn't move. So I guess I say all that to basically bring up the point that, you know, we're never going to have a dead silent system. We're never going to have something that mm-hmm. they would hear. And every single deer is different. I have literally seen deer do what you just said, the duck and roll or the, you know, spring mm-hmm. and pop kind of thing. It's not, it's not even for me shooting. I've watched them just play around. And if one deer steps on a twig, they all do it. Yeah, they, squirrel, they all do it. Yeah. Yeah. If a squirrel jumps out of a tree or two squirrels are fighting and they make a bunch yep. of noise, the deer do it. So, yep. I mean, you're right. It is a natural reaction. It's just what they do. <clears throat> so, I'll also say, though, that they do hear our bows, they do hear the arrows. Like you were saying, you know, longer distances, of course they're going to hear it. I've literally sat or stood next to somebody, you know, maybe 10 yards away far enough off. I'm not going to get hit, but I wanted to hear the arrow and it's literally a, so imagine what that sounds like coming towards you. You're going to, um, so yeah, I don't know, man. Again, we could go down that rabbit hole. We'll be here another two hours if we do it, but man, look, I appreciate it. You're my boy. It's always fun having you come on here. Um, do a little bit oh, of yeah. shameless plug real quick. 
just whatever's coming Same up. Plug, uh, you want me to plug me or plug you? Because we both work for the same company. Well, <laughs> uh, I don't want you plugging me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pl- go plug yourself. Let's let's do that. Go plug yourself. All yeah. right, I'm gonna plug myself. No, All right, y'all, make sure you check out. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what's coming down the pipeline for Southeastern Bowhunter TV? I mean that that name in itself, I love it. I I never even would have thought of it. Sounds uh, good. Sounds pure, good, doesn't it? Pure genius. Um, but like, what's what's coming along in the next few weeks? I know you're gonna go hunt this weekend probably, and film. Yep. Um, you do have that seven point that keeps showing up and playing games. So I mean, what? You know, are you going to kill him this weekend? Are we going to finally see a buck on the ground? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm i always hunting behind him with a camera, so I don't know. I got you. You know, it's just one of those I'm going to have to mentally, honestly, I, I want to go in. I want to stop thinking about it and just go sit. Um, That's what I want to try and do mentally. But as far as what's coming down the line, yeah, I got some hunts coming up. Um, I've got – uh next weekend i've got the you know toys for tot shoot coming up uh february i've got foley coming up um my first national event so you already you already so, something very important oh january uh yeah. okay yeah sorry I mean, come on man <laughs> I'm, I'm in asa mode already man i'm telling See, you i can tell i can tell yeah so, so january <laughs> january 6th um me you and the rest of our you know fangirl group of the southeast Carolina <laughs> group on facebook fangirl group. um they're all coming up um and we're gonna do a doe fest or domageddon whatever you want to call it uh up on my property or kill a buck or, or kill a buck yeah uh whatever um we're Game we're all a group it's a group deer hunt how about that there you go uh, so, but we're initially, we're trying, I'm trying to get y'all to kill a doe, but we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah. Well, I mean, I already told you, man, like, uh, uh, unless I, I don't see me killing two bucks this year. I really don't. Um, at first I did now. I just don't see it. If I get the chance at Curly, he's dead. I haven't seen tank tank could be dead. I was talking to a buddy of mine. Um, and I know that we're trying to wrap this up, but I got to tell you this. Um, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Brock, the guy that came on two weeks ago and he's in Michigan and he's been hunting for God, his whole life. And I sent him a photo of tank and was saying, Oh, I think he might be like four, maybe five. He thinks he's six just based off of the body based off of deer. He's seen that he knows are six years old. Um, yeah. So he could be dead. I mean, I found, I today found another hunter um, maybe a, I'm not going to say a quarter mile, maybe like an eighth of a mile from where I'm hunting at. And so that's four hunters in this three to 500 acres that, you know, these deer live on. He could be, he could be gone. I mean, hell, he could show up right now and wouldn't even know it, but I don't know. So if I come to, if, if I'm able to make it up there, which I should be able to, and any buck except Ian shows up. Or that's seven. I mean, if you put him on the list, that's fine. But any buck is dead. Uh, I'm, if that little four yeah, no, play they, those games. The only the year, only one I've yeah the only one I've got on you know my list as far as you know granted I haven't seen him in a month month and a half. Has it been that long? Yeah, really. It has. 
Yeah. No, he. I thought he just showed up like two weeks ago. Didn't you send us a photo of him? No, no. I sent you a photo of a new split bra. Oh, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, a new split bra, a split, split bra nine, a new one that showed up. But he was, it was just one picture. And he had, that, that was it. He just he just kind of came in and left. I haven't seen him since. I'm looking back right now. I'm trying to see. No, last, last time I put eyes on Ian was November 8th. November 8th. That was one. November eighth, he was he was running, chasing a doe. I saw him nose to tail on that doe at thirty five yards. He never stopped, and he was in a so thick brush I couldn't shoot. And that was the last time I saw him. Dang, dude! I guess you didn't. Yeah, I guess you didn't send us one. Mm-mm. Huh. So I don't know where he went, but <clears throat> yeah, he he's the only one right now that's on my main do not shoot list. Dang, dude. I must have just seen the photo and thought it was him. Yeah. I'm looking back right now and I'm not seeing all I'm seeing is that seven. Well, dang, man. That sucks. Don't yeah. worry, I'll come for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I wouldn't yeah. do that. Awesome, man. Well, look, um, I'm gonna let you get to your nightly duties and hey, man. Go spend time I got a lot to do. Yeah, you do. It sounds like you do. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, let me know, you know, when you when you shoot um, those arrows with with the broadheads. I want to know if the flight's any different. I don't think it's going to be based off, you know, the numbers we've gone over, but um, it's definitely something to think about, you know, when it, when I upgrade because I kind of have been wanting to jump up to 500, especially since I'll be able to. So I might get with Ryan about getting some 150s. Um, but I don't know, man. I mean, I kind of don't want to slow down too much. I mean, <clears throat> if if I like these arrows and all that kind of stuff, then you know me. I've got some 500s that I've been shooting that you're more than welcome to have. True. But those are also uh, standard size, aren't they? Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I, dude, I'm a huge fan of the 204s now. Honestly, that's probably the only size I'm going to use. I was looking yeah. at getting some deer crossing archery arrows. Um, but after getting these ripped TKOs, I think that's probably that's gonna be my arrow until they discontinue it. All right, so how how much how much are six of the in a box? Just buying the box, you know, six pack. How much are the ripped TKOs? (sighs) One fifteen or one twenty, something like that. Yeah, you realize because cheap. mine doesn't. You re, you realize because mine doesn't say rip TKO on it. They're seventy nine ninety nine for a box. Yeah, but are yours the weaved carbon? Okay, it's the rip, not the rip TKO. Okay, then see, I like the weaved carbon. I've always wanted Arizona. because it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. dude. Look, I've said on this podcast, I am big on looks. I shouldn't be, but I am. I want my stuff to look right. So, so what happened to you? Huh? That that's why you like the stuff for the looks because you don't have them. Exactly, I gotta compensate. Gotcha. I have gotcha. to compensate. Okay, makes that's why sense I now. The truck. That's that's why you know we. Okay, look, I'm done doing this. <laughs> don't tell people. No, um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I think the rip TKOs will probably probably be what I stick with unless something comes along and you know, it. I see something better, but I just. 
they've got that ice coating. They're strong. You know, they're not going to break. Um, MFJJ likes them. That's that's. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. If it wasn't for the price point, I would be on those too because they are a proven product from yeah. everybody you see. So. If it wasn't for the price point, I'd be all over them too. See, if you do it like I do it and just get them a little at a time, it's really not that bad. I only spent 30 bucks. I mean, granted, that's on what? One arrow? Huh? On what? One arrow? Two. Two? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You only need six. That's all I, I need. need 12. I don't need 12. Do you, look, you know how many arrows I've got. I don't need more than that. I have an entire box. Yeah, I know how many. I know how many you have because I gave you 90% exactly. of yours. Exactly exactly and i already had like 20 arrows after that or before that so yep. but anyway look we're just we're just bsing now so anyway man tell the family i said hi good luck this we'll season or this weekend you too, buddy. um i'm sure i'm going to talk to you in the next 10 minutes anyway but yeah you know, th this was fun and i really you know we need i feel like we need to do this once a month so people can you know hear what you're doing especially when you start the asa stuff because that that sure. might end up getting me into it more um you know off season is depressing for all of us so if there's any way i can get to you know be outside doing that um i might take advantage of it going to fully alabama kind of a stretch going to illinois definitely not gonna happen but you know the Kentucky. Kentucky, maybe maybe probably vegas. not maybe. <laughs> where vegas I don't need to go to Vegas. <laughs> Jessica just got back and she told me everything about it. I don't need to go to Vegas. Yeah. There yeah. is too much over there. <laughs> I'd get into some trouble or just yep. be depressed the whole time. But anyway, man, I appreciate it. It's always fun having you. All right, on. And, uh, All right. you know, we, we need to do this more. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. I'm a lick I'm not. I'm, I'm a Christian, sir. But I don't know what that means. I, I, that was anyway. not <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>